Hey, this is ZZ for my latest sponsor, ExpressVPN. You know, Netflix has different content available to users depending on where they're located. Netflix has thousands of shows, but you can only get access to a fraction of that because of where you are. If you're utilizing Netflix without using ExpressVPN, it's like paying for a gym membership, but only being able to use the treadmill. So how does this work? ExpressVPN lets you change your online location so you can control where you want Netflix to think you're located. They have almost 100 different server locations so you can gain access to thousands of new shows. I'm talking like Star Trek, the original series on UK Netflix, Brooklyn Nine-Nine on Canadian Netflix, Rick and Morty on French Netflix, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air on Indian Netflix, the Harry Potter movie series on Australian Netflix, the list goes on and on. In the easy household, we utilize ExpressVPN and we've unlocked so much content that my family and myself can enjoy. But then you might be like, Eric, we can use other VPNs. No, 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 no. Listen, blazing fast speeds, stream in HD with zero buffering, compatible with all of your devices, phones, laptops, media consoles, smart TVs, and more, and it encrypts your data. ExpressVPN has the added benefit of encrypting your data so you can browse the web securely. Look, be smart. Stop paying full price for streaming services and only getting access to a fraction of their content. Get your money's worth at expressvpn.com Zane. Don't forget to use my link at expressvpn.com slash Zane to get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. All right. Uh, our first guest today is a very, very funny comic named uh, Sam Morell. You can find him online at sammorell.com, S-A-M-M-O-R-R-I-L.com. He's appearing at Dr. Grimm's this weekend, two shows tonight and tomorrow. Sam, welcome to the Eric Zane Show. Thank you for having me. Okay, we had a conversation off the air about uh, some of the clips that we just played in the previous segment yeah. when you were on Jeff Ross Presents Roast Battle. Oh, yeah. Uh, Steve Renazizi was who you were taking on. Creepy and, guy. Yeah. A, <laughs> a little bit, yeah. yeah. So, you know, I sometimes you never know what you're going to get. You could have come in here and said, yeah, you know, I, I know him. We go way back. But it, it, it wasn't that well, much fun with him, know, right? I, I trolled him a lot online before we met. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's like how it started. I knew he did. I knew he was kind of a like bad joke writer. I know he's like a story guy. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so I guess like I was like, you know what? I heard he he hired a bunch of writers for it for this event. Yeah, so. it didn't show. No, uh, I mean he, but, but he uh, no he hired bombed. a bunch of writers. For, so I I said. Uh, I said I thought he was a real comic. I, I kind of called him out on Twitter, you know, and then uh, and he wrote back. I needed help. Oh, I said uh, I, I forgot how I called him out, but I said something like that, and he said something like, "I needed help, like knowing who you were. Like I thought you were an Uber driver." I'm like, "That's like the hackiest <laughs> reference ever." Yeah, okay. So then I said, uh, "I'd rather be anonymous than notorious." That's what I wrote back. <laughs> and then and then he said, uh, "Mission accomplished," and posted my IMDb page. That was pretty funny, I thought. Okay. And then I wrote back. Well, you uh, probably didn't write it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but then I wrote back, uh, "You too," and I just posted this New York Times article. Okay. So yeah. then he didn't respond for. A while yeah. I heard through the grapevine because we both were mutual friends with Arch, Ari Shafir mm-hmm. who's a comic and, uh, and a funny guy and 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 
Ari's like, yay, he's like a little bit like tweaked out a little bit. I because think. of that one. Well, it's also it was like a big deal. It's like his first thing back after oh, 9-11. Yeah. He lied about being in uh, yes. Twin Towers. How, how do you outrun that? I mean, seriously, uh, how does this guy get in front of Well, you don't people? have to run very fast if you weren't there. I guess not, man. Uh, I, how did, I, I, I can't even say he has recovered, but to even do one show after that It is, didn't go well for him. Uh yeah, it was like a weird thing because a lot of celebrities were there too, and uh, and like Judd Apatow's there, and he's like ripping on my girlfriend. I'm like, that was his whole thing. He was just going after my girlfriend, and uh, my girlfriend writes for Crashing, and Judd Apatow loves her, and he's in the crowd, oh, and Judd like afterwards like hugged me, and he was like, F- that guy. Oh. So sorry, uh, I forgot him on radio. Yeah, you're on the radio. Uh, <laughs> hey Ben, when when we circle back, can we lift that part and bleep it? That. It's okay. Well, we got a uh, delay. Yeah, but but let it catch up. You can't swear for like at least a half a minute. So okay. <laughs> <laughs> no more. Yeah, but that. So I was like, wow, it was such a weird move. And then I was like, I. Say whatever you want about me, but the fact that he was just going after my girlfriend was so weird. And then, uh, yeah. And then he was like really weird. He was trying to be my friend. He was walking around the festival in like a St. Jude's Children's Hospital hat. And I was like, could you try even harder? Wow. It was at Montreal. We're in the Montreal Comedy right, right. Festival. That's where this it, all went down. It was so weird on so many levels. And then, um, yeah, he really tried. He's like, we're both Knicks fans. I feel we should be friends. And I was like, that's not really my criteria, you know. Right. For, you yeah, know, like, I, I mean, hate most. I hate a ton of. So he seemed fans. like a real phony then, right? Yeah, to me, I mean, he just seemed like not comfortable in his own skin. He seemed like a guy who would and, lie about and, being and a nine eleven. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then I, I noticed he, he was like really trying to get dirt out of me, and I was like, I have nothing to hide. I'll tell you whatever you want, but. You know, we'll see how you are. So I, I told him about stuff, and he definitely opened up to me about like what he went through. It's like funny when people play the victim card, but like, yeah, when he wasn't actually terrible. the victim. Yeah, yeah what I went actually, through, but More he like, was like, what he you was did. Like, you should have seen the tweets I got, and I was like, yeah, you did a terrible thing. You, yeah, you, you really <laughs> did. That's I mean, what happened. He actually get. did something real. I mean, he right. did something real that stands out in an unbelievable well, spotlight. I had a friend of mine there who was an EMT in 9-11. Okay. And here, the thing, I, Comedy Central was terrified to do anything fun. My, my plan was to bring Pete Davidson on stage, mm-hmm. who's on SNL and whose dad died in 9-11. So I was going to be like, don't tell me the jokes. Tell them to Pete. Wow. And Pete was, gonna, Pete was down to do it, but they wouldn't let me do it. Oh, why not? Because uh, they're uptight, right? Because it's... Uh, it's just like legal things when someone else comes on like I think probably just like paying another person yeah I think he, he would have to just come on and not say anything but it would have been so funny so then Pete was like wear my dad's fire uniform and I was like I can't do that that's like too much <laughs> so then uh, so then my my plan was to wear a shirt that said it was like Steve Renazizi's headshot where he's like his headshot he's like pulling on his shirt like uh right it's getting it's, hot in here and after that it said they said never forget on top of it oh yeah and i thought that was hilarious and they wouldn't let me do that Damn either. It. they wouldn't let me do anything just fun. don't ask it's almost like a, a person would be better off just trying to sneak it in it's kind of like what we do here when with the program directors we're like ah yeah let's just do it and then say sorry after but I, maybe they maybe it's tough to get by the uh, screeners or whatever yeah it was it was uncomfortable uh TV for sure, and it was more comfortable in the room. Okay, he came out, and we did not like each other already because right. I made it clear I was like, I don't like you. I just right. kind of said you it just, before. Mm-hmm. And uh, did you verbalize that? Say I yeah, don't like. I you? had way meaner jokes planned, and he did them on me, and I was just like, I don't really need to do them. You know, like because yeah. I I just kind of looked at him. I'm like, I don't. I should have now. I think, but at the time, I was like so taken aback by him. Yeah, like I. 
We're talking to Sam Morell, and of course, he's talking about when he was with Steve Renazizi on Jeff Ross Presents Roast Battle, yeah. giving us his background. And then, uh, yeah, he just came out of the gate and flubbed his line, which was yep, beautiful. Yep. That felt like <laughs> just heaven. Right. You know, uh, I saw a bunch of people in the I, saw, I made eye contact with my girlfriend who was sitting next to Anthony Jesselnick. Like, get him, and get and him. we both, like, we all kind of like smiled. It was like a nice moment. <laughs> and then. Uh, <laughs> And then I said, on a scale of one to ten, I give that a ground zero, right. and that was like my big line. Yeah, like I couldn't have lost after that. They right. liked me too. No. Much. And the problem was, though, they made like they made like ten nine eleven jokes before they brought me out. I'm like, yeah, clearly that's the well I'm gonna pull from. That, like what? That's what David Spade said. Like that's what he kind of knocked me for. He was like, good, but they're friends. That was the other thing. Like Spade and Rand is easier friends from like the comedy store. Okay, you know. So uh, I mean, that's like a Jim Norton or someone from the cellar. Was a judge, so that was kind of weird. So he was like, "Yeah, Sam, I feel like you kind of uh, only made nine eleven jokes." And I said, "Yeah, well, I well, mean, if you're roasting Sandusky, I'm not going to talk football, right? You know, right? I, exactly. <laughs> I don't, you know, if you're David Spade and your pal is Steve Renazizi, to me, that if I have a friend, right, who does what Steve Renazizi <laughs> did, that's a deal breaker for me. I don't want to be associated with that guy anymore. Right. Why? How the hell is he? I who, think comics are very messed guy? up people, so we're very forgiving. Like, who knows? Like, I have some friends who definitely have done." things that I'm like I don't know but but if they did something like that 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 yeah that's it, I'm the same way I'm like little, that's a bit much that's a little too much it's a classic LA move too it's like it's like oh I'm going to make this craziest lie to be interesting like it's the most insecure move so of all the things so new too. york comics I'm just like they, they like kind of have to earn it on stage whereas I think he like not to mention it's like none of your stories have any credibility anymore like you're a storyteller on stage that's his whole act right and uh yeah so that was something i noticed for sure so uh with your act it's it's not storytelling he goes up there right right i like i like to mix it up i like to have like i like to start with jokes for like the first half and close it out with stories i don't like to do one thing for the whole hour okay because i think that's just like the the rhythm will just get predictable if you do that Hey, what's up? It's your pal EZ with another amazing partner for the Eric Zane Show podcast, the Eufy Video Lock. Oh my gosh. Smart Lock 2K Cam and Doorbell 3-in-1 Triple Security. You got everything in one device, all right? Rather than install piecemeal, hoping that you got this app that it's going to work okay in that app, and oh my God. This is not just for security, but also for convenience. No more worrying about losing keys. And you can assign passwords to your family members and see them coming back home via the integrated camera. So, you know, like they all have their codes. They walk up to the door. They punch it in. The door unlocks. In they go. And, of course, it's a video camera. So it's all there. You can see who shows up at your door. This is fantastic. We live in a golden age for home security. And the Eufy Video Lock is the top of the heap, okay? You can go to eufyofficial.com slash video lock for more information. This thing is easy to install. The setup, all you need is a Phillips screwdriver. No drilling or anything like that. All the keyless entry components make it so fantastic. 0.3 second fingerprint recognition. Amazing. No battery anxiety. You've got the ultimate I don't know what it is, super lithium whatever that keeps this thing 
powered for a long, long time. No monthly fee on this, unlike other brands that do that. They just bend you over and charge you a monthly fee. I love the Eufy Video Lock. Get to eufyofficial.com slash video lock. E-U-F-Y official.com slash video lock. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You can see Sam Morell this weekend. He is uh, at Dr. Grin's on Friday and Saturday for two shows, 8 and 10.30, Garrett. Am I getting that right? 8 and 10.30. You just call up Dr. Grin's and say, hey, we got four people coming. And boom, you can take care of it that way. Very, very funny. Sam Morell online at uh, sammorell.com. And that's M-O-R-R-I-L. Yeah. Sam Morell. Dot com. Um, so as you tour the nation, you uh, you you're doing uh, various comedy clubs. What else is going on in your world that uh, that is interesting and fun? Interesting. Uh, what have I done? Interesting. I've been. I was in Bonnaroo last weekend. That was kind of cool. I was. In, How high were you? I don't do drugs. <laughs> you really. don't do drugs. That's I, terrific. I drink. Yeah, I don't like. I I look at them and they're not a good advertisement for it. You know what I mean? <laughs> they're like young kids. Uh, oh, uh, I forgot you. I was going to tell you another roast story. Omarosa, I forgot about. Oh, that's that. right. Oh, yeah. We we did touch on that off the air. Uh, Omarosa from The Apprentice. Remember mm, her? Right. Oh, she's in Trump's cabinet now. Is that is that yeah, right? I she's up I, there somewhere, like an advisor. And something. apparently, yeah. okay. she's a dreadful person. She has huge fake boobs, which is pretty cool. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, she she was definitely like fine, but she got roasted at the Friars Club, and I was twenty one. I did a competition where you can get to roast someone at the Friars Club. <laughs> And I murdered the audition. I like it was like Bill Burr was a judge, Richard Belzer, okay, Eddie Brill who used to book Letterman, and I couldn't have killed harder. And uh, I remember them being like, "That was great," and I was like, "Wow, I guess I like cut a class in college to to go there." And then, uh, and then I got to roast Omarosa and. Rich Voss hosted it. Wow. I, I, oh, no, he didn't. Uh, no, Rich Voss was on it. Paul Mooney hosted it. Okay. I don't know if you know yeah. Paul Mooney. Oh, he yeah. He was like Richard Pryor's uh, co-writer. And like, oh, okay. He so, wrote for In Living Color. He He's like, all you need to know about Richard Pryor is he's old, he's gay, and he's black. So he's angry. You know what I mean? Oh, I, he, I didn't know he was gay. He's been through a lot. Paul, no, Paul yeah. Mooney. Oh, I was going to say, wait a minute. Okay. Uh, yeah, so he's been through a lot. And... Uh, he did not want to be there. Okay. And he let it be known he didn't want to be there. So he goes up and he bombs hard. Uh-huh. And it was uncomfortable. But, like, he's comfortable. Bom- he doesn't care. He'll go up and do four hours. Right. And some of the stuff you're saying, like, that's really interesting. But some of it you're like, that, I have no idea what this guy's talking about. Uh-huh. And I was a young comic, so it was like, if I'm not killing every second, I'm nervous. And... Uh, he goes up and bombs. He, he intros all of us. We all, like, it's a couple of people that are right. I go up, I bomb like no one has ever. I, it couldn't have been worse. And Crickets. I don't know why it is, but whenever someone says, I bombed, that's just funny. Oh, yeah, whenever someone rough. admits that I bombed. Yeah, it was pretty bad. And I remember uh, Omarosa just looked uncomfortable. Like, she, was, she went from, like, being like, how dare you to, like, just feeling sorry for me. Okay. And uh, I remember I got off stage and Rich Voss, this comic goes on next really funny guy mm-hmm, of and uh, 
And he, he bombs a joke, and he goes, if you guys don't laugh, I'm bringing Sam back up. And it crushed. <laughs> <laughs> it hurts so badly. Uh, <laughs> but, what was so bad about it? What was bad, she was, it's hard when you're roasting. I was green, so uh-huh. I didn't have the confidence to really, like, riff on the jokes mm. bombing. And then um, I wasn't in the moment like Voss was when he oh. was not hitting. And... And also, she wasn't laughing. Like, when the row person, she was such a bad sport. You get paid to do it. Yep. That's why, and it's an attention thing. And But she didn't want to be there, and you could just tell that. And every time I'd make a joke there, she would just look like, she would, it like, just, shake her head. Just bounce like, off her. Man. It was uncomfortable. That is awesome. I always remember Mooney's intro to me, too. I guess they just, like, found it online. It was like, your next comedian, uh, he likes uh, George Carlin. He likes uh, Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> He likes Bill Hicks. Uh, I knew all of them, all good friends, uh, all dead. <laughs> here's your, uh, here's your next comic. Oh my Sam gosh! Will. That's how he brought me up, and there's, and I remember in the video there was a cut to me, and I'm just like looking like, <laughs> like this, like what? You know what's funny though, man? All these things are you, that you're describing, yeah, they're all hilarious. Well, and it's, it's your reaction, her time, reactions were, yeah. at uh, of the jokes bouncing off. I didn't have confidence. I then. think that I had can no be confidence funny. to like that to you know to say what I thought was actually funny, and then also. It, it was. It was a. I remember being like a rough. It was like. It was like shattering afterwards. I felt terrible. <laughs> yeah. I, and uh, yeah. Now it's definitely funny though. So, um, did your confidence gain at an appropriate level where you were in front of like bigger and bigger crowds, or was were you ever overwhelmed by as things progressed? Did it get ahead of you fast, or did your confidence with the audience no, increase never, at an appropriate you level? Always feel terrible about yourself. Really? Call, yeah. Sure. I still bomb all the time. So. Uh, yeah, it, it it's it it's in check, but then you get to a point. I was like eight or eight and a half years in or so before I got my first late night spot. So I was definitely like at that point I was like, like where is it? And then it comes once you some there's people like that, and then there's people who just get everything out of the gate. Right. And it, I'm I'm probably lucky it happened the other way for me because I I had a chip on my shoulder, okay. so I was working yeah. extra hard. But uh, but then the people that get it all quickly, a lot of the time you see them yeah. they're just not funny. There's probably a feeling that accompanies, well, I know I get it, that what, not when I'm doing comedy, just when I'm here doing the show, when you know, something's not, it's not working and a bit of anxiety and heat comes all over my body and it's like I start to sweat. What, what is it like for you? And it's, you probably recognize for, it. Just like a regular show? When, yeah, whenever something goes south on I don't you. get it, really. I mean, I don't really care if I bomb. Like, I, I, I you bom- embrace I've it. bombed enough times, I don't really care. <laughs> I mean, I, like, it still doesn't feel good, but I, I mean, I... It stays with me for like 10, 15 minutes now. I don't like. Okay. You flush it. You're like a hockey goalie. (laughs) (laughs) I guess. Sure. Yeah. I don't. I. It doesn't matter. Like, what do they know? Right. Right. That's what. That's what, like, everyone takes it personally, but it's like you perform for people that probably aren't like. They might just not like you. They might not be sophisticated as a comedy crowd. You know, like, I'm working on beats for crowds that are, like, good and kind of, like, love comedy. Okay. So, uh,. So when a crowd that doesn't like what I do, you just can't gotcha. take it personally. Sam Morell is our guest. Two shows uh, tonight and tomorrow at Dr. Grin's. When we're all said and done here, we'll give away tickets in a second. Ben, do you have a question for Sam? Yeah. Uh, now, I've heard, like, Norton relishes watching other comedians bomb on stage. <laughs> right. Is that something you like to sit back and enjoy? 
It or depends. Is it uncomfortable just to just to watch? It also, it depends. Like I've definitely seen like like if it's a good friend and they make it funny, then yeah, I, I like it. If it's a young comic, I cringe a little bit because I know that they're not enjoying it. But if it's like I've seen like David Tell bomb and he makes me laugh so hard when he's bombing because he gets so he's so witty and he's so s smarter than any crowd. Nice. So, but then I've seen like my girlfriend's a comic and I've seen her bomb. And I one time saw, I don't even know if she liked that I tell this, but I think it's kind of funny, that uh, uh, I was watching her at Nerd Melt in L.A., which I hate the name of that place. I hate that I have to say that out loud. Okay. It's like just summarizes the L.A. comedy scene for me. Nerd Melt. But uh, she's on stage, and, uh, and she's kind of struggling, and she sees me in the back of the room. I'm just like, I'm with her, just hanging out. And she starts like kind of like getting really. I could see she was really upset that I that I was watching. Damn so it. I just tried to hide. Yeah, there's nowhere to hide. It's like a small. And uh, and she was like, and it was like early on in our relationship. She's like, I hate that you saw that. I was like, yeah. I mean, I don't want to watch you bomb. You know. I mean, wow. I have to break up with you. But uh, <laughs> no, uh, she. But you know, so I I don't like watching her bomb. But then uh, now it's like now that we're like been together a while, it's like. It's not the worst thing. I know she's going to be upset, so it's going to yeah. make the hang afterwards less fun. Of course. But like, if it's your friend and you know they're hilarious, yeah, then, yeah, there is something funny about it. Norton also comes from a different generation, I think, too. Of like, He comes from like a tougher generation of comics than me. You know, like right. those guys, those tough crowd guys are such ball busters. Like, we're like that, but like, it's like I look at it like hey, you look at sports now. Like they, you know how they used to just like hate each other. Like yeah. Jordan and the Pistons, it was like it was venom. They would not look at each other. Right. And now players are like on vacation together. Yeah. It's like Carmelo, it's LeBron, and Chris Paul posting pics in Cabo, and you're like, this is this is how it is now. Riding an inflatable duck together. Did you exactly. see that picture? Yeah. <laughs> is that what I mean, they were doing? Yeah. It was like the five best players all riding like an inflatable duck ah, together, like holding but each other. But that's how almost comedy is now. It's a little nicer and like those tough crowd guys were so influential for us in a lot of ways but like I mean like Colin Quinn Norton as you say uh Dave Attell Louie like they're all you know Greg Giraldo that whole crop of comics very competitive I don't even know it was competitive but they also like they held each other accountable for mm -hmm. sure you know like they definitely if you were doing anything there was such an honesty to how they were and I think to Norton, that bombing felt so so honest and funny, you know, like yeah. because you used to see it wasn't like in a mean way, but like to see your friend get his in a way was it felt good. It's almost like a rite of passage, or maybe they were almost initiated into it, and it's like I guess it made a lot of. Comics I don't think better. it's a rite of passage. Even I think no? Norton for I, I would guess, and I don't know this. I don't. I, I I'm friendly with Norton. I don't know him well enough, but uh, I would think that it's that you're watching. Someone you know is already funny. So, to, so okay. the fact that you know they're funny, and you're watching them bomb, there's mm -hmm. not a maliciousness there. There's a like, I know this guy's great. This crowd doesn't get them, and that to me is hilarious. Yeah, absolutely. Like Patrice bombing, that was Norton's guy. I mean, to picture someone so clever and such a master of kind of like controlling a crowd to see them out of their element a little yeah. bit, pretty funny. 
You can see Sam Morell. We have uh, two shows tonight and tomorrow at Dr. Grin's. Very, very funny. Uh, and he's online at sammorell.com. That's Sam and then M-O-R-R-I-L.com for everything. Uh, Twitter, all of his profiles, things like that are all at his website. Uh, man, thank you very much for joining My us. Pleasure. It's fantastic it's having you, Quick. man. It's, it's good. It's good to have you on. And just I, one of our favorite things is to get the insight behind some of the things of how you make the sausage and how it comes out and it's presented, <laughs> and rather than just going on and telling jokes. So sure. I'm, I'm glad you were able to share that with us and those amazing stories too. Thank you very much to Sam Morell. We have t- tickets for tonight. In fact, callers number five and six. We have. Garrett, come over here. You got to do this. I can't read. I I don't even know what it means. No, you actually need to come up to the mic and tell the audience what's going on here. Tell that you got to go right up to it and tell them what's happening. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, this is Garrett. You'll see him on stage too. He's he'll be introducing Sam at some point. uh, If you and doing comedy, (laughs) don't make him. He'll be he'll be asking, "Hey, who's got a birthday tonight?" (laughs) Uh, Do you want to tell that story? Oh, some guy like do it. it. Some guy as they're bringing me on. As Garrett's bringing me on stage last night. guy yells out he raises his hand first off so you know it's going to be oh, awful God. right you know and he just said is there a birthday discount and i was like yeah that's what you want to follow as an artist <laughs> that's what you dream about following is uh you roll around in bed and you're like someday i'll follow the uh the the cheap inquiry <laughs> of, this, of this moron <laughs> oh god garrett please so you can call and you can get either a two top to the eight o'clock or a two top to the ten thirty. Okay. So, yeah. Call is five and six. I couldn't do that. There's no way I could have done that. I need somebody who does this regularly. 800-785-1073. Ben will take your calls right now, and you will be good to go to see the very, very funny sammorell.com online at uh, sam, then M-O-R-R-I-L.com. Thank you. American Giant makes great clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, and more right here in the U.S. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order with code STAPLE20. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, code STAPLE20.